We did it. That was the best one yet. <laughs> this is Jenna. And I'm Danica, and we're here one minute into, you know, this is how the podcast is going to go. Yes, so, exactly. <laughs> um, I think it might be fitting for the episode, maybe, though, because I don't feel, I feel like a lot happened, but also, do you remember anything that happened? Because I don't. No, not really. I've been just focusing on Logan mostly, and that makes me sad. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. It's hard to, <laughs> it's hard when you have to fixate on a Logan in your life. Like, yeah, that, yeah. That's not okay. I did that, like, from ages, like, 16 to, like, 25. <laughs> it wasn't good, let me tell you. Ew, locals are going to know who I'm talking about. That sucks. That sucks for me. Um, <laughs> embarrassing for you. Very embarrassing for me. Uh, locals, ignore this podcast like you've been doing for the past, you know, five years or whatever. Um, so, Jenna, we're recording a little bit earlier than we normally mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's later than we normally do, but earlier than when we procrastinate (laughs) so (laughs) you have plans today what are you doing uh i'm going to a fat pool party (gasps) fun like the like the shrill one yeah yeah it's like at the same location and with like people who were extras in that episode they like have a group in town and they we had one the summer before the pandemic and so this is the first one like back Wow, I can't wait to shame you in next week's podcast about how you went to a super spreader pool event. Agreed, yeah. I'm like, oh, this is, we have got, like, I think, like, like six pandemics happening right now. Yeah. It's a good idea. (laughs) But we're the least worried about COVID right now for some reason, even though it's the strongest it's ever been. How does this always happen? Like, we're always like, let's let's chill out on the doom and gloom at the very beginning. And then I'm just like, happy voice, still talking about the same thing. No, but that's so exciting though. I um I had a friend go to the the shrill one. Like I saw mm-hmm. her in the show and I was like, oh, oh my, my god, gosh. yes. It was um very, very cool. So I hope yeah. that it's like a ton of fun. Thank you. And I hope that you pass out your you know, like church Something. pamphlets yeah. for um <laughs> roses for everybody. Did I pronounce it right this time? You did. That's Perfect. gonna be that's gonna be my joke the rest of you know, my life. For as long as we're doing this, it's just like, I'm going to be like, oh, did I say that right? And the answer will sometimes be yes and sometimes no. You know, and that's the the risk we take. Yeah, no, I really did. I really kind of fucked the poach on this one. I really should have, like, printed out something to, like, hand out to people, but... I'll just tell them the good gospel. Um, and, and we should have at least given you some stickers. Yeah. From literally. Katie Thurston's season. Can you believe, like, we printed those stickers yeah, and we were like, we have ambitions of making a new sticker for every season. And there have been, quote, unquote, like, 12 seasons <laughs> since then. And they, like, it's like Mike Fleiss heard us and he was like, I'm going to bankrupt these stupid white bitches. <laughs> And we were like, yeah, you will, truly, if you make us do this. And then we just immediately, like, all of our ambitions just went down the toilet. It's so funny how like, we were on such a, like, a high trajectory. And then, like, just, like, a couple things made us feel weird. And then we just were like, actually? No. Not, how about we not? How about never? <laughs> um, it was fun while it lasted, though. <laughs> it, was, it was fun until we had to think about, like, our own actions. And then we were like, oh. Huh. Hmm. Hmm. I think we're um, still in that phase of thinking. A little bit, yeah. We'll get into it. There's a, there's some drama to uh, talk about, but how are you before we get into it? Oh, I'm uh, not well. I, yeah. I just, like, I feel like for the last, like, I don't know. You know, um, I don't know Two if I years. talked about... Yeah, yes, exactly. But especially for the last 
um, you know, when you get like adrenaline because you're looking forward to something, and mm-hmm. then until you have the next thing to look forward to, you're just kind of in a slump. Yeah. I feel like I'm in the slump because I got married, and then I was like, oh, I don't have anything to look forward to for literally ever. <laughs> and then I keep like reading, I just keep reading news, and I like, Oh, that's your mistake. I know. I keep trying to, like, delete Twitter, and it's just like, well, what else am I going to do, though? Like, (laughs) it's it's too hot here to, like, do anything. And, like, outside activities like camping and, you know, water stuff is, like, kind of still inaccessible to me right now. Mm -hmm. Like, I can walk pretty well, but I don't know what it would be like swimming or being, like, around people who aren't, like acutely sensitive to my feeties so it's just like being in public feels weird and so I think I'm just in like a I'm in a funk I'll I'll say that um Mm -hmm. so trying to figure out like something I enjoy that's not laying in a dark room for my like three days off of work which I mean it sounds like very like typical like you made up that you have depression but I like no but it, it it is literally, like, sometimes laying in a dark room is, like, the nicest thing. Mm-hmm. But when you do it every week and then you're ah, like, oh, my God, yes. my mom and husband are just, like, watching me lay in a dark room and being like, oh, like, do you want to go do something? We'd be like, no, I don't. Because <laughs> this is actually, like, really nice. For <laughs> I like this for me. But then, like, if I were, like, a person from the outside looking in, I'd be like, oh, get that girl some help. Like, what is she doing in there? <laughs> So, I mean, like, I think it's, it's like, depression is sometimes cyclical. I will mm-hmm. get out of my funk eventually. No, seriously, I, I'm re-listening to the brothers, you know? Yeah. And that's, like, my kind of, like, if I'm not good in my brain, yeah. I just put that on because it's, like, I don't have to think and can just be, like, listening to them. And I'm on my re-listen, and each time I go to click on a new episode, it tells you when you last played it. And it was this time last year. And I was like, oh, mm. so I was depressed in August last year as well. What happened to us last year? I don't even know. I think I just get summertime sadness. Ew, we got, like, cop Lana Del Rey vibe. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> oh, God. I Like, is it, like, back to school? Maybe I just have yeah. back to school trauma or something. Something, right, yeah. Well, I think it's also, no, I mean, I think it's kind of what you were saying, too. There's, like, this pressure to go out and, like, have fun and do all these various things and, like, Sure, like, some of us are doing it, but, like, not – it's still, like, I don't, I don't like the pressure of it, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't want to, like, have to perform. And in the wintertime, you don't really have to do that as much. Yeah. Yeah, that makes – it all, it all like, makes logical sense. It's just, like, when you're, like, going through it, though, it's, like, mm-hmm. ugh. But, oh, I do have plans tonight also. Like, I um, – one of my, like, favorite bands is doing, like, a Farewell Forever tour – but they're doing – they're from Philadelphia, and they did a show last night, which I have, like um, – they sold, like, uh, like live tickets, but, like, mm. for – you could watch it, like, virtually or whatever. Yeah. So I was, like, saving that one. And then their last show ever is tonight at, like, 6 my time. So I'm going to just, like, tune in in, like, an hour and just, like, watch my favorite band perform their last show ever, like, in their hometown with, like, thousands of other people. That's so, so I, like, cute. I'm excited to do that, even though it's, like, still just, like, me in my house, like, mm-hmm. doing my own little thing. But I think it'll be really fun. I think it'll make you feel good. Your little heart will be happy. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
so yeah, let's get into it real quick, and then we'll get into this weird episode as well. And yeah. get into it, I'm just we're just being silly, but anyway, we just have to talk about the reality shit of it all, right? Just a smidge. I, I just like don't. I don't really understand what happened in this episode. So, like, a lot of the notes I took today, like, I actually did, like, rewatch the whole thing and, like, took notes as I was watching it because I was like, this episode had bad energy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it didn't feel fun to watch. It was, like, we'd predicted it before, but it was, like, Gabby's episode to kind of just get, like, the rug, you mm-hmm. know, taken out from under her a little bit. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I still don't like any of Rachel's guys, and I, mm, there's a lot going on, but let's, like, let's start Mm -hmm. with the beginning of the episode, which is, Gabby is wearing the most exquisite outfit I think I've ever seen. I think it's my own, like, personal brand of gay, where she's wearing, like, a creamy, like, trench coat looking Mm -hmm. thing that's just, like, the right amount of slutty, you know, where it's, like, mid-thigh, where if you get, like, picked up or hug somebody or lift your arms up, it's just, like, right under your tush, where, like, Mm. no one can see your, like, fat pussy hanging out, but, like, also, it's just, like, it's, like, slutty enough, where it's just, like, mm. it's, like, cheeky. I guess that's the only way I can think of to say it. It's very good. Um, and then she has this, like, really, like, mocha, like, brown, like, coat over it at first. It's just very, very hot. And she, like, goes and, like, has a cappuccino or something. And I'm, like, I don't know, like, what about this is, like, doing it for me right now. But it's just, like, it is perfect for me. It reminds me of, like, I had a crush on, like, Daphne from Scooby-Doo. And it feels like an updated version of that. Because she does all that, like, weird shit with her hair. And mm-hmm. it's... The trend, it, it was, that was it for me. It was a good moment for me. I love it. You had to get the crayon out and yeah. do a little Actually, drawing. You know what? <laughs> I don't know where the crayon is. I feel like my family hid it from me. I haven't seen it for a while. <laughs> I hope it's in the, it better be in the closet. Um, it's probably in the closet behind Andrew's Legos, which is his version of the crayon. <laughs> Stop. I don't want to think about that one for a minute. <laughs> Just for a minute. Um, yeah. So we we're getting this like scene where um where we gotta get to this scene where they're talking to um Jesse Palmer. Yeah. But first we find out who's getting the first one on one date of the week, and it is Darla- Dollar Store Hemsworth brother. Yeah. Also known as um Zach. Zach. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So Dollar Store Hemsworth is, like, I keep coming back to him, and I'm confused about why I dislike him. I don't think it's anything he's done. I think it's just the fact that he looks like if Chris Randone fucked a Hemsworth. And I can't handle the two of them being related in my head, because I feel like the Hemsworths are, like, funny and, like, kind of charming, I guess. Or that's, like, my perception of them. And then Chris Randone is just, like, a liar and a lunatic. Um, So... Anyway, like, Tino gets really angry about this, I guess. Like, this is, like, sort of the start of Tino's gradual baby meltdown. I don't know. Yeah. It's not, like, a full-blown, like, yeah, piss baby thing. But it, I, mean, I guess it is a full-blown piss baby thing. It's just, like, petty nonsense from him. Like, not reciprocating, like, like or not getting the pick-me energy that he desires throughout mm-hmm. the episode. <coughs> Greg. <coughs> Greg. 
Um, so on the other side of, you know, the teams, as it were, uh, Nate gets the first one-on-one date of the week. Um, Logan kind of seems to be disappointed too. I feel like I got the vibe that he kind of needed that date to figure out whether or not he wanted to be there. And so, I mean, like, of course, because next week is hometowns and he was on a different team for two weeks. (laughs) Um, so anyway, he figures out a way to escape the boat and contract COVID. Um, or he stays on the boat. I warned you guys about the boat and COVID. Like, he's going to get it at some point in the episode, apparently. One um, of our listeners DM'd us after we talked about that, and she said that that happened to her, like, kind of recently. Like, within the last six months, she was on a cruise ship, and then she had to, like, stay on because she got COVID, and uh, or there was an outbreak or something, and it was, like, she was like, yeah, you and Danica are right to be <laughs> Why? Like... Again, like, 15 people on a boat that big, and somehow mm-hmm. one person contracts COVID, it's sus. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, anyway, they they release all of the um, individual, like, date cards, and then Jesse comes to where um, <clears throat> Gabby and Rachel are having lunch together, and Gabby is... I mean, like, you can tell she's, like, kind of in a... She's feeling away that day, and she's just like, I'm not going to fucking hug you. (laughs) But she says it a lot nicer than that, and I was just like... She's like, I just don't want to get up. Sorry. (laughs) And then, like, you know, it's a perfect mood. Relatable. It's very, very... Like, you know when you're just, like, at your wit's end, and you're just like, I don't need to perform for this, this particular man today. Like, I have other men to perform in front of, and it's exhausting. Um, that's kind of what she's like. But you can, I mean, like, they both have their one-on-one dates that day. You can kind of tell, like, how the day is going to go based on, like, their demeanor. So, like, Rachel's very excited, like, bubbly. Um, and Gabby's just like, I feel like I'm going to (laughs) barf. Like, this is the worst day of my life, which is not what you would expect based on her interactions with Nate from last week. Mm -hmm. Um... And, like, I say this respectfully, just saying it as a person with parental issues, and I know that you have them, too. So, just, like, she kind of is talking about her mommy issues and, like, how that's really weighing into her decisions moving forward. Mm-hmm. hmm so, so, I mean, yeah, and I'm, I'm happy for her that she is, like, aware of that and it's clearly been to, like, a lot of therapy about it and... But yeah, it definitely is like foreboding and feels uncomfortable just watching how upset she is before she even goes on a date. Mm-hmm. And and she's in this like beautiful setting. She looks gorgeous, and you're just like, oh man, this is not gonna go I know. well. I hate that that dress is becoming a trauma dress. Like it's gonna live <laughs> in like a museum of heartache. Like wasn't that a Nick Vial date? Uh, yes, literally. <laughs> like it's gonna be the next thing to go in there, and that's so upsetting to me because it's perfect. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, basically the whole vibe we're supposed to get from this is, like, right person, wrong time, almost. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean. What this, do you say about this? Yeah, it's just the it's next, sad. The next part of this is so weird, because rather than showing any of the date, like, actually, they show two of the guys talking Mm-hmm. It was Logan and, um, God, what is his name? Johnny. 
Yeah, Johnny, like the only other funny guy on the season. They show them talking for like 10 minutes about what a good dad Nate is and how important that is and all of that stuff. And they're not showing any of this date whatsoever. So it's like, I mean, they're obviously like foreshadowing, but I'm like, I was thinking like, why would they do that? Mm-hmm. And it made me think, like, literally as soon as they, like, let them go on the date, like, I don't think Gabby could even make it, like, ten minutes into the date. Because, like, if you're, like, watching, like, even just the background and the scenery that they're in, it's, like, the same bridge over and yeah. over. Like, it's the same sidewalk. It's, like, the group of people, like, Wow, they really the didn't same. get very far at all. Like, yeah, she really probably walked, like, five minutes with him. Yeah, she, like, it literally seems like she just, like, found a bench that seemed to be in a quieter part of the street and sat down and just started weeping. Like, Mm -hmm. she couldn't even get through, like, the fake it till you make it part, you know? Like, like, she did fake it until she made it, and she made it, like, probably five minutes in there. Because (laughs) otherwise, like, the other dates were, like, probably at least 15 minutes long or something. So it's, like, I feel like it's pretty telling that, like, they had guys talk for eight minutes of it, and then the other eight minutes was their, like, breaking up. Yeah. Oh, it was very sad. That is so sad. And Danica is not <laughs> kidding at all when she says that she just, like, literally sit down and then, like, she starts bawling. And it was painful to watch. I, like, kind of – I got pretty emotional. It's probably, like, the most, like, emotional I've been watching a scene in a while. Mm-hmm. Where – like, in that kind of emotion rather than, like, um, hate. Uh, <laughs> which I feel every right. season. But um, she is – Kind of, like, hyperventilating, really having a hard time even getting anything out. Nate immediately sees Mm -hmm. where this is going. You can kind of see it, like, wash over him where he's like, what the fuck is happening? And then it was like, oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh. (laughs) Okay. And he is doing, you know, the nice thing of, like, it's not, like, don't worry about it. Don't cry. I understand. You don't need to, like you know, feel so bad about it, but she just feels really bad. And then, you know, I think it was, I mean, it was just such a brutal moment because she didn't have to give us this kind of level of, like, understanding to it. I think we all kind of understood why she felt this way. I think also, Mm -hmm. like, just not wanting to be with somebody right now because she's not in a place to be a parent regardless is a very valid and normal feeling Mm -hmm. regardless of your parental trauma. But she does continue to like tell us a little bit more about her parental, well, how it really does affect this moment in the sense that she's like, I really don't think I've done enough healing and I really think I will be a bad mom. And that's Mm -hmm. so heavy. Yeah. I think I felt a couple of things about it and I, I'm not saying either of them are right, Mm -hmm. but I guess like, I mean, Nate is weird, right? Because we know more about Mm -hmm. Nate outside Mm -hmm. of this than, you know, like if I had, if I had only known what I'd seen on the show about Nate, right? I think I would be like, well, like, have you talked to him about like what his expectations are for a person that he's dating? Because Mm -hmm. I hadn't seen that really. Like, Mm -hmm. does he expect you to step into like a mom role? Like, Mm -hmm. probably not. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, like, that's kind of weird. But also, I guess if the intent behind this whole thing is to, get married like maybe that is an unideal like situation i feel like mm-hmm. it's probably different if you're just planning on like casually dating after versus mm-hmm. getting married potentially um so i like i get it i and i i applaud her for making like probably the hardest choice this season so far mm-hmm. but 
It also would have been, like, interesting to see their conversation and how she landed at, I'm not ready to be, like, a mom, because I don't know that that has been asked of her no, yet. certainly. Because, mm-hmm. <sighs> I mean, yeah, like, he came on the show wanting to find, I mean, yeah, I guess we just don't know what he was looking for, so yeah, it's hard to say, and I want to say... To some of, I saw some good discourse this week. <laughs> Rare. Wow. Uh, um, I think it was on Black Bachelor Babes Instagram, but some people were talking about. Well, and I think I saw it some other places too. But um, you know, people are allowed. You know, whatever really actually happened with Nate prior to being on the show mm-hmm. is you can have lots of feelings about it in different ways. But people are allowed to grow and change, and they yeah. can often change within relationships. Um, and also. You know, and also grow and change. Like, what do you mean? I don't know. Like, it's just... I also saw a fun thing, too. I think there were people who were talking about, like, is he just a bachelor IRL? Like, you know, like, he's just dating people, you know? Yeah. I don't know. There's, like, a lot of nuance to it, of course. But um, I, I feel for him in this moment, you know? And I feel for I feel for her more, of course, because it's just, like, so mm-hmm. sad. But um, I do feel for him. And I do hope that, you know... Yeah, it was one of those things where she keeps saying things like, this is just, like, such a hard decision to make because it's you. Mm, And, like, like them talking about how they feel about each other and then just, like, sometimes there are circumstances you can't, you know, like, that are not in your control that make it impossible to move forward. And it was weird because it felt very, like... I don't know, like, it's hard to watch someone cry in, like, a Jennifer Coolidge way and not feel, like, really, really emotional, like, while watching. She, like, couldn't breathe, you know? Like, she was just, like, and, 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 and I'm I'm not even making fun of her. It was just, like, she, like, literally couldn't even, like, talk. It was super, super emotional. Yeah, Um, she did one really Jennifer Coolidge moment of, like, I can't even, I can't can't do the inner, but she's, like, I can't, like, I can't even think straight right now. I can't even give you anything. And I was just, like, oh, God. But she... Nailed the impression. Yeah. <laughs> Good on her. She's like, this is her SNL audition tape, and she has one impression. And it will be relevant for every single season, all really? the time. Why didn't they get her on this season as, like, a, a guest know. host? That's the biggest mistake they've ever made. Next time. Yeah. yeah. It's never going to be a next time. We're all going to die. <laughs> um, also, so obviously, Nate absolutely got a next Bachelor edit. Yeah. Oh, Boise. Like, they... They basically cut his intro in advance. Like, they were like, okay, we're just going to cheat some time for, you know, next season. Like, somebody was literally like, oh, I see the edit already. Like, we we just got to cut this part out, copy paste it to next season. And then, you know, the the news leaked. So I don't I don't know what they're going to do with that edit. You, may, but, you mean by leaked? You mean forced upon us by reality, Steve? Oh, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy, is he. You know, I'm happy that he did listens to our podcast. He says we only have 16 listeners. Um, I'm hoping he includes himself in that. Yeah. And he has to listen to this far in the episode to hear us say his name. Yeah, thanks. Thanks to our 16 listeners. <laughs> by the way. He's very funny. Um, I'm not going to say any more shit about him because I'm I'm simply, like, it is Saturday at 5 o'clock, and I am too tired for that man today. Yep. But um, they also, like, at the end of this, like, Nate, you know, 
experience. Like, he gets in the van, and then they put Gabby in this little boat, and I'm assuming that's what they were going to do for their date or whatever. I feel like they just make her continue with the date, like, by herself. Like, she's in this little, like, it's not a gondola because they're in Amsterdam, but it's, like, a little boat along the river, and she's just, like, you know, like, when you're see those memes that are like, when will my husband return from war? And it's like a woman staring out of a window. That's what she looks like in the boat, just like obviously having been crying forever and just alone on a boat. It's really not fair, but it did make me laugh really hard. <laughs> I feel like my my the way that I laugh at this show is kind of like... Um, when you're watching, like, America's Home, like, Funniest Home Videos or, like, Home Alone or something, when you see people get hurt and you just start laughing, like, it's a sick thing. And I don't, I don't know, like, the reasons behind it, but I, that's how I feel sometimes when people are, like, going through obvious sorrow on this show where I'm just like, oh, my God, they literally put you on a boat and just made you do this while, and, like, there was a boat in front of you that was filming you while you cried. And you allowed this? Like, you were just like, yeah, I guess. Let's do that. Me, it reminds me when on Katie's season where Daddy Michael was calling it, FaceTiming his son, and his son was like, Daddy doesn't like me anymore because he went away. And I, oh like, my pissed my pants laughing because, like, <laughs> it's just brutal. But, like, obviously that's, like, really traumatic, but I was just like, that's the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. Dude, they need to film just more kids missing their parents. Just like, you don't like me anymore? (laughs) And then they can get a a video of uh, Rambo the dog just being like, my dad doesn't talk. Just a dog whining, looking at a picture of their dad or something. You know, it's... (laughs) I literally... The show is so stupid. Why do we still do this? Um, (laughs) next up we have um, Rachel going on the classic Portland date while in Amsterdam Um, I I titled this section Rachel goes to wooden shoe with Zach Um, for those of you who are not from the Portland or Pacific Northwest area um, in Portland maybe just like 40 minutes outside of like city limits or something there's this like farm called wooden shoe tulip farm and Everybody goes there. Like, this is where everybody's Instagram lives from, like, March to June or, like, however long the tulips yeah, last there. Yeah. It is incredible. Like, we're all guilty of it. Everybody goes on first dates there. It's where you, like, don't have to get to know anybody, but you take, like, really good pictures of each other. And then you kind of don't see each other again yeah. for a long time. And then you kind of reconnect when it pops up in your, like, iPhone story, like... Two or four months later, you know. It is amazing. Yeah, very 500 days of summer for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I went this year and we went at the perfect time. Because also it's a a game. Mm -hmm. Go too early, you're fucked. Go too late, you're fucked. You got to go at the right time, baby. And I figured it out this year. Well, good. It's going to get harder with global warming, babe. So true. (laughs) You're going to have to math different next year. That's going to be bad. So, Rachel and Zach, my vibe with them is, like, I don't know. I like like them together. I don't know that I like him separately from her. But also, if I were with them on a group date, I would be really embarrassed to be in the same room as them. Do you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? 
That is well described, yeah. yeah. So, like, they have what she describes as, like, a playful, like, cute energy. I, I put those in quotes because that's literally her words and not mine. Um, the Polaroids, I feel, oh, like, that's cute. And again, it just reminds me of Portland stuff. Um, they go on, like, a bike ride, you know, down the road, and it, like, literally it does feel like a 500 Days of Summer date where she's like, do you think I can stand up on the bike? <laughs> no, I'm so quirky. I can't. But I tried. Look at my fun, cool, quirky energy. You know, like, let's lay down in an Ikea bed. Like, if, if I worked at an Ikea and I saw someone doing that, I'd murder them on the spot. You know, it's like one of, <laughs> one of those just, like, levels of, like, cringe where it's just, like, I get that it's cute, but it's only cute for y'all and it is not cute for me personally to watch. Um. I was going to say, also, they they end up uh, riding their bikes to a windmill that is obviously haunted by the spirit of Jenna's new ride-or-die bestie, Peter Weber. Um, so, now that we have a second, uh, tell me all about that immediately. Yeah, so, folks, I don't know if you've heard there's, like, different energy behind this episode, but, like, we are now a Peter Weber stan account, and so I feel like no, it's just, not like, adding, adding to it. Um, <laughs> Jenna <laughs> is now... <laughs> This week, I, myself, and um, another member of the uh, Roses for Everybody campaign were invited onto Pilot Pete and Dustin's podcast, where we talked about fat body representation on the show, and it was a really wonderful conversation, and it drops this Tuesday, and um, yeah, I had a really good time talking to my new best friend, uh, and I, you know, absolutely didn't tell him that I've been campaigning to prove that he started COVID or um, anything like that at all, but uh, yeah, we're good. I love when people, like, <laughs> don't do their research. It's actually my favorite. I was like, I, like, you sent me a picture at literally 7 fucking a.m., and I was like, bitch, if you text me at this time ever again, I'm going to kill you, and then I saw people in the picture that I was not expecting to see, and I was just like, you know what? Good for you, and I'm not talking to you this week. And then I had to podcast with you. I like, I really don't even have anything against the guy. It's just been no, such no, a long running joke that, exactly. like, it's. Um, but anyway, um, in case you were wondering if we've ever sold out, only one of us has, and I didn't make any money off of it, so it wasn't me. <laughs> Oh my god, although he did literally at the end say, like, he's like, oh, maybe I can come on your guys' podcast or something one day, because I did mention Date Card briefly as during my intro, and, um, yeah, I just kind of laughed until I cried, um, but I do think we need to have him on, because I desperately, okay, here y'all, this is the behind-the-scenes concept, or fail right now, I had literally, for the days leading up to it, been planning and figuring out how I could ask him if two of the four times that he had sex with Hannah Brown in the windmill, if two of them were hand jobs, I really literally had a script written out so I could do that. And then I cowered it out. Listen, this is how I know that I cannot trust you because you should have run that by me immediately because I could have figured it out. That's true. But I want to save that special moment for us, ultimately, because I think it's, like, you, I'm trying to talk to him about, like, how we need to give body representation on the show, and then I'm like, by the way. Part of body representation is getting dicked down. <laughs> Hello? No, I, I feel you, and I also feel, like, probably 
the vibe for that is probably better suited for our podcast than his. Yeah, yeah. Um, does he know that your that his mom has us blocked? <laughs> oh my god. This fe- really was like This feels literally psychotic, Jenna. Like I <laughs> I feel like this is unethical almost. <laughs> I don't think he knows any I just yeah. It was a good time, though. Um, thank you so much, Peter and Dustin. Uh, Should we redact all of this? <laughs> no, I want it. I want it. He needs to know who we are. Oh, my God. Well, that feels absolutely insane. Um, yeah, and to think, like, okay, so wait. Last week, did you know that you were going to talk to him the next week? Yeah. So I was talking shit last week. Were you talking shit last week? I called him one of the four horsemen of the apocalypse because oh, he true. there was like a headline about him and Kelly getting oh, back yeah. together. <laughs> you didn't even tell me. You're a beast. You beast. <clears throat> we gotta keep talking shit. There's another person we might have on the podcast one day. We haven't stopped talking shit. Oh my about. god. No. You I've know. stopped. No, you haven't. <laughs> you called him <laughs> shit man last week. You sure of shit. Okay, well. Am I wrong? Mm, no. No. Okay. So <laughs> Okay. Where were we even at? Okay, so... Oh, it's Rachel and Zach. Wow, that was way more entertaining than this day was. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so they um, they go to this windmill. There could have been some really strong insinuations there. That doesn't happen. But... Um, Shocking, to be honest. Basically, he... <laughs> Zach lets her know he'd be, like, super down if she wanted to meet his family now. And she's like, oh, my God. Because... Rachel and words of affirmation, it's just, like, I don't even – it's addictive for her. Like, it's its me and, like, Franzia sunset blush. Like, yes, I'll have it anytime. Um, so now she's going to go meet the Hemsworth-Randone family. We, we kind of can predict this at this point. The evening portion, they go to an art museum, and Rachel is wearing – I don't like I don't even know what to call this. It's like a a red condom. It's huge. It's like she looks like a giant Valentine card that a Hallmark store would hire to shake a sign outside. Like the sleeves are insane. Like it literally just like it's like a it's a heart. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh and my god, you're right. It really nice. I don't know if anybody like remembers like season one of adventure time there's this little character called ricardio jenna i want to send you a picture of it because it's like kind of disturbing um my thought was that she was trying to um emulate taylor swift in the i bet you think about me music video that came out back in november Um, you Oh, you thought it was about Taylor Swift. That is mm-hmm. so interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't know that you've ever thought that before. I know. Well, yeah, and it's also a deep, it's a deep gayler cut, too, because Carly Kloss also wear a dress similar to that, and people think it's them signaling to the gayler community that they're still fucking. Okay, so you guys know you're crazy, though, right? Like, um, no, you know what, and I also have been meaning to speak to you about this. I think we can't be friend with, uh, friends with Curtis anymore, um, because he- Because of what I they was, said at the wedding. Yeah, yeah, and I think that was really rude. Are you done being friends with Allie, too, then? Because she yeah. brought it up to me before. Yeah. Okay, well, this is the official breakup of my friend group. Um, 
I was the, you know, actually, I feel like a lot of really bad things happened at my wedding, and mostly everybody got mad at each other, and I was like, I'm tired. You guys are all exhausting. Um, oh, my God, I'm waiting for this this thing to go away. It's Don't sleep on Sandman. What is it? Why is it taking so long to show me this thing? I don't know. I just want you to see this little image that is exactly her dress. Yeah, it's really not showing it to me. It's fine. Oh, wait. I see your seat. Oh, my God. Oh, 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 wow. Yeah, it's it. Ricardo. Yep. Mm-hmm. Ricardio. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> it's like her eyebrows and everything. <laughs> I know. You should watch You should watch that particular episode. I'll send it to you later if I can find it. Um, oh, so it's funny. on Hulu. But, I mean, so the nighttime portion of the date, again, there's the red sleeve going on. I don't trust Zach's vibe for some reason. <laughs> well, I'll tell you why we get to this moment. <laughs> um, no. So, I, I'm i going to just, like, outline the, the plot of the story, Jenna. I think you have a, a lot more to say about it than I do because um, I'm a thin person. But I felt a way about it, and then I just want to give you the time to also, mm-hmm. like, explain how you feel. So, they um, – let's see – he basically talks about his um, trauma, TMTM, <clears throat> is that he was 85 pounds heavier. He'd only been, like, a couple of serious relationships. That's how the conversation started. Oh, yeah. And then right. a couple years ago, he was, like, 85 pounds heavier. He didn't love himself. And he's quoted saying, like, I needed to find out, like, how to make myself become whole he mentions going to therapy, um, but I feel personally like it's, like, really, like, she's asking him about, like, how he became whole or whatever, and he's like, oh, like, therapy, like, all these other things, mm-hmm. and I think that's super valid. Very. But yeah. then I was like, well, I think it's, like, pretty telling that you were, like, well, I weighed 85 pounds heavier, so obviously I needed to fix something, kind of, mm-hmm. and, like, it's almost like... Because there was a physical transformation that is indicative of, like, an internal transformation as well, Mm. which is not super true. Like, that's Mm -hmm. not something that I would think of, but, Mm -hmm. like, it's a part of a lot of the stories on this show. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, what were you thinking, Jenna? Yeah. And I want to make sure we say that we are not at all talking – talking – like attacking Zach and or even talking about his personal experience. I think no, obviously there it's was a structural some con- thing. Yeah, and there's obviously some context that's probably missing in some level yeah. of his story, which it would be in anyone's like trauma story. Um, but it is my beef fully is with the way the show presents these types of storylines, which they always do. And this is the only type of storyline we ever get about larger bodies. It's happened before, literally like season after season after season. Um, Marissa famously was like one that comes to mind where she was like, I was unlovable and big and then I lost weight and now I'm good. And it was like, we only see these storylines when it comes to fatness. And that is part of why we really are fighting for body representation on this show, because that is not the truth for most people or all. And a lot of fat people are not living in a sense of trauma for being bigger and they don't see themselves as unwhole and that they need to go to, like, fix themselves. And it's just, like, continuously perpetuating a harmful stereotype that you literally, like, are one of our, like, main points is that the show sends a message to the audience that you cannot be loved 
unless you are of a thinner body type. And this is like their biggest example of that. Um, mm-hmm. He wasn't able to come on the show and be a better, the best version of himself until he lost that weight. When it really should have been more about like, yeah, like his emotional, his internal, like, you know, growth and like work through therapy that is beautiful. Um, and yeah, I mean, I also took, I took umbrage to his verbiage. He said he was severely overweight. I, I don't, that's like not a good vibe <laughs> for me yeah. as well. So I would have wished for something different and they really could have edited the scene. I mean, I don't know, whatever. It's his story. So he can say it however he wants to. But the show needs to be able to present other people who can talk about their experiences on larger bodies so we have a, like, spectrum of experiences. Because otherwise, this is just, like, a harmful one. Yeah. I I also, it reminds me of, like, a lot of things that I've heard from, like, fat folks before, like, talking about how some of the, like, biggest, like, I don't know if I'm, like, phrasing this the right way, but, like, some of the biggest enemies of like fat equality or former fat people Mm -hmm. where like just the way that they talk about their experience um it feels like they beat something that they Mm -hmm. were supposed to like overcome and then it makes fatness like this like almost like it villainizes it to a point where it's like if i did it like why can't you do it oh yeah yeah and then like so language like this whether i'm sure he didn't intend it to Mm -hmm. sound like that whatsoever and again we're just we're talking about one individual circumstance in a larger pattern of, you know, like, behavior. Um, But just, like, his own voicing of his experience unfortunately fits into a narrative that we've heard a lot of times before. Yeah. Yeah. It is true. I mean, there is, like, such a big stigma that fat people are lazy, and if they just did X, Y, Z, they could be this hero version of themselves, when a lot of when many people are just fat, mm-hmm. so and that's okay. And in fact, it's fine and good and not morally, it's not immoral. Yeah. And so to have this stigma that if I had just done what he did, I could be a better person is just so. Uh, yeah, it's villainous yeah. and it really perpetuates this like laziness. This like, I don't know. It's so. It's not true. It's just not, I mean, it's just, like, not true. Yeah. Also, Jenna, like, you've been to therapy, so why aren't you thin? Exactly, literally. Does it, it's not tracking for me? Literally Yeah, I think there's a lot of things that were cut out of this. They they were, like, cherry-picked, I feel like. Of course, yeah. Um, But um, they could have cut out a lot of their cutesiness to have more of this conversation, I feel like, because (laughs) I needed more context here and way less of all of the other things that were going on. Um, not to cut us short here, but to just, to just, like, wrap that up, he basically says he's falling in love with her and she explodes. Um, and then he's like, oh my god, I said it out loud. I said it out loud! And I was just like, you are a child, sir. Like, who, who does this? Go back to Um, therapy. Go back. Uh, Keep going. Keep going. (laughs) Um, basically, like... After this, Gabby goes back to see her guys. Um, she's obviously been having a day. Um, she's have she like has like a really hard time making it through the conversation with them. Um, and she like wants to explain why she sent Nate home. And my conspiracy theory here is that Logan's trauma is that he runs an orphanage, so he pulled the COVID card to get out of you know the situation. Um, 
Because, like, literally, what is going on with Logan? Like, we'll find out more, you know, like, as we're talking further. But, I mean, we won't find out more. Like, somehow something happened and production didn't shut down and... I don't know what's happening here. I do love this idea that he, maybe he's a secret dad, too. Yeah. He's secret daddy. He's daddy Warbucks, literally. And he was like, well, there's no fucking way that she's going to pick me if she didn't pick Nate. He just sent himself <laughs> home with COVID. Like 30 times hotter than me. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So, yeah, they have their group date. Um... And it's a kink party. Yeah, I wasn't allowed to watch this one because my mom put up a parental blocker on her TV um, for my sake because I kept getting uncomfortable. So um, I actually really do love that these kinds of dates are more uncomfortable than the ones where they beat the absolute piss out of each other um, because they have to be honest and, like, talk about things that are incredibly important and, like, you guys, I get it. Like, nobody wants to, ha- like, talk about having sex, like, in front of a room with, like, other guys or whatever. Or, like, weird stranger with a whip. You know, mm-hmm. like, it's a flawed date. I get it. But, like, play with me. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> one of the guys, I think it was, it wasn't Spencer. It's that guy I've never seen before. What's his name? Tyler. No. No. Nope. He's on the other one. It's mm-hmm. not Johnny. And it's not Spencer. Mm-hmm. It's Jason. That sounds like it could be a name. I don't know. Mm-hmm. He says one of my worst nightmares. <laughs> and it's just talking open and honestly about sex. <laughs> um, honestly, same, though. Yeah. So let, let's, you know, we find out on this date that Johnny is a slut. Mm. It's confirmed because, like, the the lady with the whip asks, you know, how many people he's slept with. More than 10, more than 20, 100. And he's just, like, he he says his safe word. And I'm, like, okay, so it's probably, like, four people, right? <laughs> <laughs> but, like, good on you. Like, you played mm-hmm. into the joke. Good mm-hmm. job. Good job. Yeah, they do some nipple play. They had a fucking nipple clamp, and they didn't blur that out. I'm sorry. Yeah. Wow. Why, don't, why am I not allowed to see people's, like, side boobs and their ass cheeks? And there's a black bar. But I got to see a man get his nipple clamped on ABC.com. You know. Make it make sense. Free um, the nipple. They yeah. hurt us. Um, and then, of course, I, they traumatized me again because I'm yeah. trying to call them out for fat representation. They're like, okay, we have to shut this bitch up somehow. So they brought out um, 20 blindfolds and I was going to ask how died. you reacted because I, it was it was like... You know how you used to think, like, oh, they're listening to me? Mm-hmm. Like, they're, they're, you know, we were, like, delusional enough to think that anybody listened to us. Again, famously, we have 16 listeners. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, they did, like, a blindfold on, like, a shag carpet experience, which really looked like it looked like my shawarma bar that I had at my wedding. It was just like, oh, you guys are laying in little hot pockets and... Gabby's just spraying whipped cream in your mouth. You know, it's like, it's weird. There's a whipped cream thing happening this season, too, and I don't know that I'm on board with it anymore. Yeah. But, yeah, I was going to ask if you were okay after you saw it, and... Yeah, I don't... I mean, it because it usually boils down to, like, cringe and consent for me. I mean, I think all these men, I guess, consented to this, so it's fine, but... I mean... Did we have to? That's my Probably question. Not. Yeah, that's my question is, did we have to? 
But I guess, like, the point was, like, they were like, okay, so we're going to combine kink and this other thing, and let's see how Jenna responds. Like, (laughs) you are the test subject for how far they can go. Yeah. (laughs) And I I think we don't, we don't know quite yet. We might have to test it next season, too. (sighs) Fuck. (sighs) I mean, if they do it on women, I might be a little better about it. I mean. Really? Because I'm gay, but... I don't want any woman to be blindfolded around men. That's true. You're right. That would be worse. Oh, God. It's just not necessary. They could have still done all the things on them, you know? (laughs) I'm still remembering the Rodney Apple incident, and you were just, like, so traumatized by it. Really upsetting. Imagine (laughs) just being blindfolded on this television of all television shows, and you do not know what's (sighs) happening, and somebody's about to fucking shit on your chest. Like, I was like, is this fucking scat scene about to happen? What is happening? You know. Yeah. We'll figure it out. Um, Let's see. So, after they have the very uncomfortable experience of being known in that way where nobody was comfortable. Mm-hmm. Nobody whatsoever. Um, during the night portion, you know, like, the guys are all together. There's four of them. They're all feeling kind of tense. Um, This is their official, like, last chance to talk to Gabby before hometowns. And Logan isn't there. Wait, are there only three of them? I don't remember. Mm -hmm. Anyway, Mm -hmm. there's one fewer person than is supposed to be there. So they basically have to cancel the cocktail party um, because Jesse goes over to Gabby and is like, Logan got COVID. Where did Logan get COVID? And why isn't the whole production shut down? Like, wasn't this filmed, like, during Omicron? You know, like... Yeah. Wasn't this, like, the most... Like, supposedly the most, you know, like... Yeah. I and just... They've been, and they've been going everywhere and not not masking that we see. I'm sure maybe they mask a little bit in between scenes, maybe. But, like, they were in a room with this, like, dominatrix earlier and, like... Did they get COVID yeah. then? Did they get COVID last? Did they get COVID last week? Did they get COVID the day before? Um, no one's wearing a mask in any of these scenes. Gabby Jesse, like, yeah, Gabby doesn't look even that like upset or surprised, which adds to I think it's like not COVID really. It's like that yeah. was a lie. Like Jesse goes in to talk to the guys too, and he's not wearing a mask, and they were all with him supposedly earlier that yeah. day. Yeah. W- like with him, I mean with Logan yeah. earlier that day. Yeah, and so it's just like. Why is nobody taking any kind of precaution? Like, we all know. I don't. I guess I don't really know. Like, what kind of like tests they're taking? Yeah. Like, true. I'm certain they're taking daily tests, but like, or I mean, I'm not fucking certain about anything. But yeah. I would like to imagine that they are. Um, but at the same time, yeah, Logan was with them earlier that day. You know, so so they could still develop it like at any point. So like, mm-hmm. why wouldn't you be protect? It's just like really weird. And also, like, the the whole situation with Jesse being, like, there's been a situation with Logan. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, like, just tell them that Logan has COVID if Logan has COVID. Mm-hmm. And, like, it was, like, filmed separately. And it, it's just, like, a mess. Well, and then, I don't know if you saw this, Danica. There was, like, a, in the preview that happened, like, last week... When Logan, like, you know, for this week, there was a scene where Logan and Jesse are, like, outside. And Jesse's, like, you know, man... You're going to have to pack your bag. Like, so there was, like, 
like an allusion to like something else and then we never saw that scene which does happen you know before we get those like random things and nothing happens but it's so there's basically there's some rumors flying around that that happened like that rumors that came out like a couple months ago when filming was still happening that like somebody got either got in a fight with somebody on virgin cruise ships somebody fucked somebody like a crew member or a producer or that there was like a drug incident with a, a crew member or somebody and none of those have been obviously confirmed um and so now there's just like speculation of like did something happen to did logan do something and there was maybe a scene that was filmed where jesse tells him to hit the hay hit the sack or whatever get go hit the road and then like but then they cut all of it because virgin cruise ships would get in big trouble and like everyone would get in big trouble if something like was pretty like kind of you know quote unquote illegal um i feel like wouldn't wouldn't they know that before they made like an edit though right yeah no yeah exactly it's very i don't so i I just don't know like it's really like what happened i want to think about this for a really long Mm -hmm. time and by that i mean like probably for only half an hour longer Mm -hmm. and then i'll be done with it but that's either way i feel like Because aren't, like, I don't know, I guess are European countries more strict about, like, COVID stuff than we are? I mean, like, we're just kind of, you know, kill everybody by any means necessary at this point Mm -hmm. in the United States, but... YOLO. Yeah, I feel like it's just odd that we didn't even get a scene of him leaving, you know, from a distance, or, like, with a cell phone. You know how they used to do cell phone videos of people a little bit, you know? He could have done, like, a little, like, I'm really sad to go, but... They never mention it again, we did have to have 45 minutes of Nate, so... True. You know? Yeah. I, no, I, it just doesn't seem, like, quite right. So mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to two years from now when I've <laughs> forgotten about this show completely. And, you know, he comes out, you know, from the woodwork and is like, actually, yeah, I did fuck somebody in the ass. I started monkeypox or something, you know? And, like, that's what's going on or whatever i uh, cannot wait until two years yeah, exactly because you know we found out two later years later that um hannah ann was not in fact at la quinta that is so crazy <sighs> it's like crazy that they made that decoy woman wear the ugliest shoes i've ever seen in my life <laughs> just because that's what hannah ann would wear wild so good so you ready you ready to shit your pants yeah, always. Yeah, let's go to the cheese capital of the world, Adam, I believe. Uh, yeah, this is said. a place where Jenna and I are not allowed Mm-mm. by, you know, we've never been there. We've never even threatened to go there, but they were just like, listen, we've heard the pod. Not you. Not mm-hmm. for you guys. Mm-hmm. Ugh. So, Rachel's group date, uh, it's, this is a pretty easy one to talk about, actually, like, they basically just go in, they take their shirts off, they are like, this is how many cheeses I can carry, mm-hmm. and Tino's being weird. Mm-hmm. Um, he, Tino's here, being weird, he's bothering me. Um, Tino wins, great, fantastic. Then we go into the night portion. That's basically what happens mm-hmm. in, in the day portion of the date. Um During the night portion, Rachel has once again been given a giant sleeve to overcome. The Um, hardships. (laughs) Yeah. She looks like a very specific Barbie that I had that I got from a thrift store that I was, like, from when I was, like, nine or ten or something. 
again, listeners, I understand this gives you nothing to go off of, but it's like a very like 90s, like meshy, like black. There's like sparkles in it, but mm-hmm. it only hits in a certain light, you know? Um, it's a look, I guess, but it's not like eating. It's it's starving. It's it's really not okay. <laughs> um, so, but the like, it doesn't matter. Like all the all the men are complete cornballs. Each of them are kind of just like I'm so I'm falling for you so hard, and I'm just like really though. I mean, I, it's not that Rachel's like undeserved. I, I just like I I'm not understanding really any of her relationships. I guess at this point, like I'm just not okay. seeing really like anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not really. I see it with Tino, I guess, and I see it with I, I mean yeah, yeah, yeah. And then um a little bit with um Avon, you know. I thought their date was pretty romantic, but I just don't see any personality from anybody, I think, I guess. Mm-hmm. So I'm just I think maybe what it is is like it's week six. Mm-hmm. Like One we week not, until hometowns. We should not have this few people left, and I should have seen a lot more blossoming of something other than just insecurity from basically everybody like everybody's insecurity is like thriving blooming growing we're loving it any amount of confidence i have in any of these relationships working is zero it's died (laughs) it's finished Uh, yeah basically (sighs) and so um you know, everyone starts to talk about Tino, too. He's become everyone's, like, favorite person to kind of just, like, feel insecure around because he's, like, he's he's being really cocky. Um, and he's, like, this is the rose I want more than usual because I feel like I'm her person. Do you say that in front of people? He said it in an ITM, okay, but yeah. he's also just, like, kind of being entitled around the rest of the guys anyway. Mm-hmm. So, like... Uh, Tyler, who is a child, he's 25 years old, ends up getting this rose, and Tino just, like, kind of spirals out, I guess, like, after Rachel leaves, and he's, like, obviously talking to a producer, he's, like, drinking his, like, big, big boy glass of wine. That was a full glass of wine. (laughs) And he's just, like, I I hate this shit. Um, He also, like, copies word for word, I feel like, a speech she gave earlier this season. Um... But, you know, like, make it, like, toxically, like, masculine or whatever. Like, the fear that I'm – the fear is that I'm falling really hard for her and she's not. This is making me second-guess everything. Like, literally, if we took the pronouns out of that, Mm -hmm. like, you would not be able to tell who said Mm -hmm. what. And this is how I know they belong together. Like, they both (laughs) annoy me. They're – I'm sorry. They're both, like, a little crybaby-ish. They're a little, like – it's – just leave them together. They can – they can figure it out. They can be insecure and, like, have all... They can just do that together. I, I can't do it anymore. Um, also, in this moment, I just... I want to say it, and I... Again, I'm ready to be canceled, but Ethan gets to say his baby back bitch line. And I saw everyone in Bachelor Nation applauding this. And is it just because he got to say a swear word? Because that's not funny. <laughs> I love Ethan, too. Like, I'm not... There's nothing against Ethan, but, like, what does that even mean? (laughs) That's nothing. 
Uh, I want my baby back, baby back, baby back, baby back. I want my baby back. Chili's deserves better than Chili's that joke. Chili's baby back, bitch. I I just think that Chili's deserved better. Yeah, I and, guess. You know. Ethan, also to his credit, though, was talking to Tino, like, the next day about his behavior the night before and was basically like, sir, you won the day. Like, why are you being, you know, a crybaby about this? He was like, you know that you're going on to, like, the next round. Like, you can't win literally everything. Yeah. Um, Like, you have to know you're going to hometowns next week. Like, chill the fuck out. Have some self-awareness. I beg of you. Actually should be the headline of the season. Um, so then after this, uh, like, I don't know if we mentioned this before, but Gabby doesn't get to have, like, a rose, or not a rose ceremony. She doesn't get to have a, uh, a cocktail party at all for her evening of the group date. So she's just kind of going in. Really, like, really, un- I mean, I guess ultimately she kind of knows what she wants. But yeah, like, I do feel that she it's upset that she doesn't have more time with the men and the men feel that way too because mm-hmm. yeah another cocktail party was like you know canceled and this is right before hometown so it's like what yeah are you, what are you gonna do um but instead and then so then we get this kind of curveball a little bit too gabby decides that she only wants to meet three men's families instead of four which is the typical so mm-hmm. it's um eric okay I, that I see, like, the least amount of connection with. Um, Jason. Um, who I've never seen before in my life. I, <laughs> I do not know who this man is. I've <laughs> never seen him. I was just like, who is Nick Lachey and what is he doing here? I do not know him. And then a man named Johnny, uh, which means Andrew's cousin Spencer is heading home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, also known as Sp- yeah, uh, Angry Bird. Angry Bird, yes. Mm-hmm. And then Rachel gives her rosette to Avon and Tino, which means our king, Ethan, is sent packing. Mm. Go get that lactate sponsorship, Babby. Like, I <laughs> cannot believe they made... S- I can't believe they made Spencer stand there, though, for the whole thing. Like, he's just whole ass eliminated. Like, <laughs> just, like, looking at the ground, like, getting emotional. Like, you can see his cheeks are, like, a little flushed. <sighs> Like, that's so embarrassing. Let him go. Let him take a lap in the pool, babe. They're already yes. standing on top of one, so oh just let God. him take a little dip, you know, and you can go cry in the water. Oh, my God. Yeah, so Spencer and Ethan end up going home. Um, <sighs> do you think that Ethan has any chance? At life? No, at Bachelor. Oh, sorry. I thought you were talking about Spencer for a second. No, uh, um, Spencer has no chance at life. Thank yeah. <laughs> you. Yeah, I was like, what? <laughs> um, Ethan. Yeah, I mean, I kind of I, I got hopeful for a second this week because of the way he was dragging the show. I don't mm-hmm. know if you saw his caption. He, like, fully went in on the show and said, uh, it's kind of embarrassing that this is the furthest the Asian individual has gone on the show. Um, you need, like, the show needs to represent all sizes, colors, creeds, sexualities, uh, yes, mm-hmm. and just, like, tagged at Bachelor Nation. Like, I was like, wow. Yes, honey. And then he had, like, somebody who was on the Marvel show. I, I'm not 
I'm not not saying their name because I don't I just don't watch Marvels. So I don't know. But anyway, a, a, an Asian character who was on or actor that was on Marvels. Yeah, series. he was like the first like Asian lead from the show. I also do not know how to pronounce his name, so I apologize, and I will learn how to do that this week. Um, and he was like tweeting about Ethan, and then Ethan was tweeting about that, and then like Ethan even said like go tweet at Mike Fleiss, which I fucking love a man who says that. I don't think I've ever seen anyone say go tweet at Mike Fleiss before to get them. And I was like, this is the best thing that's ever happened to me. So I kind of got hopeful a little bit because I think if Mike, you know, giant on conspiracy of it all, like why would they allow him to do any of this if mm-hmm. they weren't going to? Um, unless he's just that ballsy, which makes me like him even more. Um, I feel like he's got to have like a paradise ticket minimum. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I just think maybe he just felt like there was nothing to lose, and that's why he was, like, being as, as like, forward about it as he was. Uh, he, and as he should. Anyone, I think that's – it's just an interesting thing. Everyone from the show should be allowed to say what they want to say and have whatever conflict consequences happen, I guess. But, like, it does sadden me sometimes that people are not willing to, like, speak out on just, like, kind of factual truths and, like, like good, stand on the right side of history because they're afraid to lose, you know? Um, yeah. You know, favor with – with our overlords and it, so I just I was appreciated that he was either willing to do that and doesn't care about the repercussions or he's gonna be our next bachelor yeah I mean like who else would it I mean like Nate obviously got the edit but, but like yeah who, I who else would it be like I don't I still don't know anybody's fucking name here like no, I mean I, I do think they could obviously give an edit to probably any of these individuals still um but I just think you know if you're gonna choose Eighth place Clayton, <laughs> or oh god, eleventh place oh eleventh place Katie Thurston. Then you can choose eighth place Ethan, who has more personality than all of these men. You know, so yeah. that we know we know way more about Ethan than we know about any of these men. Mm-hmm. So even like, with his bad joke, exactly, I, I would still allow him to be the lead. <laughs> exactly. We need representation for IBS on this show, and I think it's a long time coming, and you should start a petition, Danica. Yeah. We need a Disney prince that has IBS. You know? Mm-hmm. 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 So, yeah. With that, make sure you're tweeting at Mike Fleiss always um, <laughs> about anything, uh, but especially Ethan being the next Bachelor. Um but also about fat people being on the show, please. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> um, let's see. Is there anything else important on the docket? Not for me. Again, I feel like I haven't done anything for a month. But no, no, my birthday's next week. I might, we might take the week off, or Danica might. Oh, um, I was gonna ask if you and An- you wanted me and Andrew to yeah, take over for the week. Like, yeah, I was gonna say, or maybe we give the the power couple of the century on the power couple for our first argument on a podcast. Yeah, it never happened before. Never, never in our life. Yeah, that would be fun. I yeah. think we could we could make that happen. Yay! Um, happy birthday to you, Jenna. How old Thank are you. you turning? Uh, thirty-seven. Thirty-seven. I know. It's wow. I'm like very close to never being cast on the show. Oh, honey. <laughs> what? We've, we've been new since we started. <laughs> Sister. Come on. That's too many hurdles to overcome. We like we have to have young fat people on the show. <laughs> Without like dyke mullets and yeah. possum tattoos. Yeah. 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 
I mean, if if you know, unwoke Bachelor Nation has anything to say about it, we can only we can only get one, and if we get two, if we get two categories: an old and a fat. No, not gonna happen. No. Yeah. Um, I say this all in jest. I hope for <laughs> better things for all of us, and <laughs> that could include not watching the show anymore. But we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. yeah. In the meantime, though, I wish you the best at your fun fat pool party. I'm going to watch a show downstairs. I love you so much. Um, Thank you to our 16 listeners. You're all the best. Mm -hmm. Um, Bye, Reality Steve. Hope you enjoyed it. Thanks. Love you. I'll I'll see my gift in the mail from you. I know. Bye. Thank you for listening to Daycard Pod. Make sure you're following us on Instagram at Daycard Pod and follow your hosts at Jenna with a Smile and at Drunk Feminist. Daycard Pod is produced by Andrew Olson. You can follow him on Instagram at Androne. Our music is by Jet Overly. Follow and support him on Instagram at Jetty Boy James. And our logo design is by Michaela Jane. You can find her work at MichaelaJane.com and on Instagram at Michaela Jane. Drop a review on iTunes if you're nasty like that. Bye. What up, So Below listeners? It's your boy Shane Hosey, and I want to tell you a little bit about my podcast, The Hosey Hustle. Every other week I sit down with a guest and we talk about product and service submissions from you, the listener. Terrible ideas, like cigarettes for dogs. And we'll sit there and we'll talk about how to make them ready for the big scary economy. Basically, we take bad ideas and we make them worse. So why don't you give us a listen? The Hosey Hustle, part of So Below Media. Now get back to the show you were originally listening to. You probably like it a lot. For more podcasts like the one you just listened to, go to SoBelowMedia.com. This, this is As Above, So Below.